I swear, the Las Vegas Raiders, and, and fans for that matter, they might just be the same. Like uh, the, the, the Raiders are just, they're, they're a spitting image of the Vikings. In so many ways, they are so similar to my Vikings. They, they let you up one week, and then they let you down the next, up one week, down the next. Like it's just, last week we were calling for them to rebuild, and now they go out and get a big win against the Browns. I just, it's just like, I I, I feel for Raiders fans. Uh, because again, we've given Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, so much credit this year. We've been so excited by this team. And then they, you know, they go have dud weeks, and then they have weeks where they think, you know, they need a little bit of a wake-up call. And then we have other weeks, and just... I swear, the Vikings are the same exact way. We just, we know what we get into. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where you just, you try to have, you try to have some positivity. I'm sorry, I'm going to fix my camera here a little bit. You try to have some positivity. You try to think of these kind of things. Or just, I don't know. It just, it hurts me. It absolutely hurts. Uh, but now I, I got to say, after watching the Raiders take down the Cleveland Browns 16 to 14, the way the Raiders played, I hate to do this to Raiders fans, but the Raiders have some juice. I'm talking like that defense playing the, the, the way it did on the first couple of drives on that, in that first half, going and smacking dudes like just juice. And then that offense doing just enough to be able to get the job done. Like we have said from the beginning, this, this entire season, the, the, the difficulties that the Raiders have historically had is not on the offense. They, they, just, they continually are either a top 15, top 10 unit that can put points up with anybody. And it's just, it's just rough because the defense just cannot get it going. And it's, it's honestly one of those things where you, you think that it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come alive one week and it just doesn't. But I will say at the end of the day... It's tough. It is absolutely tough. But let's let's go back into uh, let's let's take a look at some of the things here we took away from the sixteen to fourteen win. Now, uh, now the Raiders moved to seven and seven. The Browns also seven and seven. And I mean, uh, realistically, the Raiders, I mean, could be back into this thing. I'm sorry, also if I trail off or if I uh, sound distracted because I am watching the Vikings game or watching the Vikings getting like we said in the other video, getting ready to lose. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and knock on wood now. But honestly. <sighs> Here's what we took away from the Raiders game. So you have Derek Carr going 25 of 38 for 236, a touchdown and an interception. Um, overall solid game from Derek Carr. I really liked what I saw. Uh, was was encouraged. I mean, he did just enough, did his thing uh, to be able to get the ball in the players' hands, uh, to be able to make plays. And you know what? He did what he had to do. And we liked what we see. Uh, we've liked what we saw. Excuse me, see. I, I got like a D plus in like all through uh, English classes. I don't know how I ever became to be a reporter. But anyway, um, you know, you, you look at at a team like the Raiders that just they look completely depleted last week against the Chiefs. And now they come back and get a big time win against the Browns. And it's just, I don't even know. I just, they, they, they were able to run the ball. Peyton Barber continues to give this team value. Like we have said the entire year, Josh Jacobs has, he's a spark. He really is when he when he's on and he gets the ball in the right situations. I mean, uh, overall, Josh Jacobs, 15 carries, 52 yards, um, three and a half yards of carry. Not great, but it'll get the job done. Also, Peyton Barber, five carries, 34 yards. Um, Foster Moreau, he had a couple early uh, drops, I believe, but uh, overall finished seven catches, 65 yards. You also have Zay Jones out there, who, in my mind, would have had over, easily over, 
100 yards had, you know, uh, the Browns defender, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on who it was, not hold him in the first half. But, I mean, hey, uh, and he also, I believe he got a couple of passes taken away via holding call. But overall finished se- uh, for with six catches for 67 yards. Um, Josh Jacobs also added three catches for 42 yards. Hunter Renfro, three for 32. Now, let's get to the defense. You see a guy like, I, that's the thing. We said it from the very beginning. You look at a guy like Jonathan Abram and just come like a heat-seeking missile. Just, I can't whistle today. I'm sorry. Just a heat-seeking missile coming in right away and just making plays. You absolutely love it. You love it because he just, he's making plays for that defense. I mean, he is a leader, a full-blown leader on that Las Vegas Raiders defense. And you just love to see it. Overall, you know, you even saw him make a big hit later on in the game. Like, he's just, he is a big part of that defense. And, you know, they didn't get a lot of, uh, uh, they didn't get a lot of pressure, um, you know, not a ton. Um, obviously, they got just enough. And you, you like what you see overall from this defense and what they were able to do. Um, and I think, you know, moving forward, you're going to be uh, in the position where, again, if they can continually play like this, you know, they have Nick Mullins who went 20 of 30 for 147 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, you, you hold a, a quarterback like that to do his thing, and it's, it's tough. Um, but, you know, Again, it's tough coming in uh, with with a different quarterback coming in with those running backs and being able to make something happen. But, I mean, by the way, Donovan Donovan Peoples-Jones is an absolute madman. So just got to get that out there. But, again, you know, you you like what you see from a guy like Nick Mullins who played pretty respectively and uh, going in a tough situation. And, you know, the Raiders were able at the end of the day to go in and get a tough win against uh, a good team that was shorthanded at quarterback. But overall, you know, again, you like what you see. But, man, just they never make it easy. I swear they never make it easy on you know on themselves or whatever it is and I, I i get it i i mean i get it i'm a vikings fan i've i've got it's gotten to the point now for me where i'm just like okay you know what it's just kind of whatever but you know overall i do think that the raiders did did just enough to win um and man they just that defense going out there and hitting people and just uh, solomon thomas another guy you saw get tackles for losses just chasing a guy down on a screen just they had some juice they had some juice you absolutely love to see it but let us know what you guys think make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Uh, we greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get. You guys are all truthfully awesome, and we love every single one of you. Check out our website at thesportsbriefpodcast.com. In the description down below, you'll find all of our social media platforms. So give us a like and a follow there. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, uh, in the description, you'll find um, our email addresses and our, uh, well, just our email address. But that, that that purpose is for you guys to send us stuff that you want us to cover. That email address is sportsbp at yahoo.com. And finally, you'll also find in the description, down below a, uh, a link to our iTunes so if you want to just listen to us uh, while you're on the road doing some laundry whatever it is we uh, you know we greatly appreciate everything you guys do um, and uh, it really means a lot to us so uh, with that let us know what you guys think about the Las Vegas Raiders having some juice you guys asked and we're gonna try to deliver so yesterday we were doing a video uh, I believe I think it was our uh, to my recollection, if I remember correctly, I believe we were talking about the current AFC and NFC playoff uh, pictures and kind of what's going on there. And with that's still up. So if you guys want to check that out, the current rankings right now uh, or seed, you guys go check out our latest video. But uh, what came up was our embarrassing slash funny, hopefully funny uh, story of how we almost met Vikings legend Everson Griffin defensive end. That's right. Now, I need to preface this by saying back in... 2009 I believe it was I think it might have been 2008 now that I think about it um, that was kind of the time where uh, the Vikings had 
a guy by the name of Jared Allen. Apparently, you guys will always remember him, a future Hall of Famer, without a doubt, uh, one of the best defensive ends of all time, and a guy I uh, I always tried to emulate uh, when I would do the calf roping thing, but it it, it just didn't end well. Um, but um, the year after that, the Vikings went ahead and drafted Everson Griffin, uh, I believe, in the fourth round at a USC uh, in 2010, and then after that is when he really started to make his mark. Now, I'll never forget the times that I saw Everson Griffin on the field. Uh, don't worry, we'll get into the story in just a second. This is why it was special for me, the way we almost met him. Um, but he was just an animal, like just on the field, every play like it's your last play type defensive football player. And it was amazing. Like I called it as soon as I saw him play, I'm like, he's going to be special. And he was, he absolutely is a special defensive end for the Vikings. And, um, you know, I know there's kind of been a kind of a situation now where I, I know that he's no longer in football um, after some uh, posts that he posted earlier in the year and uh, nothing but love and fa- nothing but love and prayers go out to him and his family right now from our end. Um, nothing but love, uh, especially with what happened. But um, I think in some cases it helps to laugh about certain things. And the, and in this case, I think it helps to, uh, because it's more poking fun at me. So um, back in, uh, oh, this was, geez, this is a great story. So my dad's first game, um, it was, and from my recollection, I got to remember the correct year on this because it was, it was heartbreaking. 2018, that's right. So 2018 was the year uh, that I graduated college. And earlier in the year, the day after uh, our last college football game, I went up and I watched the Vikings last game uh, or first game. First game against the Detroit Lions that year, they ended up having like 10 sacks against them. Everson had a couple. Daniel Hunter had like three and a half. Uh, but it was a great game. Uh, and so then fast forward to the last game of the season. Uh, the only reason I incorporate that is because I'm, I'm technically, I was 1-0 going to Vikings games. My dad, we get tickets from my dad, who has been a lifelong Vikings fan. Uh, and it was amazing. We got him tickets. We're going to his very first Vikings game ever. So we go to the game. Fantastic time. Family members and everything. Um, and it was one of those memories where, you know, they didn't win. They, they lost to the to the Chicago Bears uh, to head to the playoffs, and I believe the Eagles won too, so either way, I think they would have been knocked out of the playoffs. But just a heartbreaking loss, but honestly, such a great experience in, in, uh, in the Vikings' new stadium. And just to see my dad see Everson Griffin and those boys run out of the tunnel for his first time was amazing. And I... It's just, it's those kind of memories that that's what football is all about. And, uh, you know, it was just a great experience. And so then um, we're leaving the game. We're getting ready to go back, uh, get a get an Uber or a taxi, whatever you young people call it, and uh, go back to our hotel. And my dad, a little bit of context here, has always said he's the biggest Vikings fan out of the family. Apparently not so, because I proved that wasn't the case. Um, I saw it, I spotted Everson Griffin on the side of the street. Now, little disclaimer here. If you see a professional football player, usually they don't like getting bombarded. I knew that, especially a guy like Everson Griffin. I know they just suffered a humiliating loss um, against the Chicago Bears, but this is Everson Griffin, like one of my favorite players of all time. Like I, there was no way I wasn't going to go try and talk to him. Now, from my recollection, I believe he's with his father and his mother, um, and his mother. Uh, well, they were all sitting there, I believe, either waiting for a taxi or just waiting to cross the street. And I, I approached his mom. I'm like. I was like, Mr. Griffin, and she kind of, you know, cut me off. She's like, hey, what's up? Another, you know, she kind of just was wondering what I was wanting. And I said, ma'am, I know this is not the best time. I know it's not. Um, but I'm a diehard fan, and I would love to meet Everson Griffin. Uh, is he, do you think he would be up for it? And he goes, I think he's a little would like to get out of here right now, uh, given what happened. Totally understood it. Totally understood it. You just, you lose in that, in that sense. I didn't blame it all. Didn't blame him at all. But... I wasn't about to leave without trying. Like, I mean, you never know. YOLO, whatever the cool kids say these days. And I just said, Lord, just give me 
give me strength. So I, I walked a step closer to where Everson was. I believe he was on the phone or uh, just gotten off the phone. He had just gotten off the phone. And I said, and for the life of me, I don't know why my voice was this high. <laughs> but I said, I got to not cry or laugh. I said, Mr. Griffin, I swear on everything. I literally was, Mr. Griffin, can I get a picture with you? And um, <laughs> it was just one of the most embarrassing times that you can have trying to introduce yourself. And my wife is laughing in the background. One of the most embarrassing times you can have trying to introduce yourself to a professional football player. Top, at least number one for me, at least in this point in my life, uh, and other professional football players, like a couple, I don't, I, that's the point. This was number one, the most embarrassing story. I don't know what happened to my man voice, just completely went out. I'm Mr. Griffin, just gone. Like I sounded like the puppet from Shrek, like just completely gone, <laughs> just gone. Um, but you know, like we said, um, for impressive players, for, for legends like Everson Griffin, you know, you just, you got to try. Um, and so that's our embarrassing story on how we almost met Vikings legend defensive and Everson Griffin. Um, but by the way, he said no, uh, to the picture. Uh, and he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, goodbye. Um, <laughs> so that's how I almost met Everson Griffin. Uh, and obviously we, we wish him nothing but the best moving forward, but all time. Great, uh, great guy. Uh, just, you know, uh, almost so, so close. Uh, but a great memory, great uh, time being there in the stadium with my family. And, um, you know, I just, it, it it, I was more embarrassed by how my voice just like my man voice left its body like just gone It just flew away but it is what it is uh, we shot our shot and that's what happens but let us know what you guys think about our embarrassing slash maybe funny story about meeting Vikings legend defensive end Everson Griffin make sure you guys like and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment it helps people find the show we greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get you guys are all truthfully awesome and we love every single one of you check out our website at thesportsbreedpodcast.com also in the description down below you'll find all of our social media platforms so give us a like and a follow there we would greatly appreciate it also uh, if you guys would give us a listen and sub on iTunes we'd also really appreciate that and finally if you have anything else you'd like us to cover or maybe hear more embarrassing stories about uh you know our attempts to meet uh football players i think that's the only one we got for now um but uh i, I believe that's it actually i got another one julius randall lakers uh met him at a at a job fair if you guys want to know that story just put it in the comment section down below uh we would be glad to share that as well but again thank you guys for watching and uh, let us know what you guys think about our story about how we almost met vikings legend defensive end everson griffin Second chances are amazing and a lot of times in life and especially in football you don't get them So that's why when you get them you have to make the most of them and a player that we know and think Has made the most of his second chance uh, in terms of playing is Denzel Perryman now before we get into this, when I say second chances as it pertains to Denzel Perryman, it's the fact that this man has seemed to have a career resurgence with the Raiders. Now, we know that the Raiders' defense has not uh, been great this year. However, I would venture to say if you watch any tape at all, like even just, just a smidge, just, just a little bit of tape, you will see that Denzel Perryman is everywhere i mean this man and we'll get into it in his stacks and just a, his sacks in just a second but um stats 
sacks, stats, I mean, yeah, all that plays into it. But we'll get into all that in just a second. But a guy that has over 100 tackles this year has been flying around the football. And I think, honestly, I think he's been a glue that has kept that Raiders defense together. I think he deserves a lot of credit for some of the improvements that the Raiders have seen this year. Um, and now, yes, would you like to see you know in the draft maybe pick up some defensive tackles and potentially replace it, uh, repl long-term replacement for him? Probably. But I do think that it is definitely worth saying and mentioning again that Denzel Perryman has evolved into not only just a better football player with the Raiders, but he has evolved into a leader, an absolute leader with the Raiders. And I think a lot of it has to do with, yes, change, you know, uh, kind of a change in scheme and also coaching and everything, but he's just, he's come into himself. Now, let's take a look here. You take a look at his stats with the, um, with the Chargers and everything. And, you know, you got to be honest when you kind of look at some of this. And you see a guy that was with them for a while was a guy that would have that 50 to 75 tackle, you know, mark or 50 to 70 tackle uh, mark rather. And he was there. He was making plays, uh, had, had a total of uh, five sacks with the with the Chargers. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people were expecting a little bit more from him in terms of like being uh, everywhere in, in the past game, uh, in, the, in past coverage. You know, this year, uh, I, I think it has just been um, he's evolved. He has just evolved. If you look what he's done this year with the Raiders, 12 games, 133 tackles. First time in his career, he's had over uh, had over 75 tackles this year. I mean, and it's different when you watch him too, because it's one thing to be able to look at a guy that that plays well, but it's also a whole other thing to be able to watch him uh, do his thing out there. And I think if you see. Uh, the way he plays with the Raiders and plays with a little bit with that chip on his shoulder, uh, you know, he just you just see a guy that really has evolved and become a leader with the Raiders. Now, again, I do think um, a lot of that has to do with the you know a little bit of a change in scheme uh, and possibly I think he just if we're if we're being honest with ourselves, he just looks like he's more comfortable. Um, and I absolutely love seeing it because when you see players like that get a second chance, good players uh, they get a chance to do it and uh, come back and do their thing. It's absolutely awesome and. If I'm being honest, you know, we'll come back here and get instilled if you guys look at the stats here. You know, yes, he, he he's not been a prolific 100-tackle-a-year guy. And I'm a Vikings fan. I've gotten to deal with Eric Kendricks, um, the amazing things that he does back there from the middle of the defense. Uh, but, but guys like Denzel Perriman, Go unnoticed. They really do. The guys that will fly sideline to sideline will make plays, will do their thing, and just create havoc. And that is exactly what Denzel Perriman has done for the Raiders. Now, I think that moving forward, yeah, he's 20, he's 29 this year, probably going to go, uh, you know, he's probably got two to three more good years of football left in him before the Raiders have to make a tough decision. And uh, But for right now, this Raiders team, this defense that needed a leader, uh, that needed someone in the middle of the defense to go and tackle the ball carrier, that is exactly what Denzel Perryman has done. Um, you know, and I, I think moving forward, he's a perfect building block. He is a perfect teacher for whoever you want to bring in for long term. Uh, you know, I... That's the thing. Middle linebackers, you can find them in the fourth round, the third round. You know, obviously first and second, uh, usually I mean better talent. But uh, in the third or fourth round, you can find a gem, especially in, in these kinds of drafts coming up. And I think, uh, you know, Denzel Perryman could definitely be the guy that not only passes the torch, but continues to put this defense in a spot to be successful because he's just that kind of football player. He's just, he puts the team before himself. And again, uh, almost, uh, you know, 133 tackles. That's just crazy. That just shows you how much, like, almost almost doubled his tackles essentially has doubled his tackles uh in the Raiders in just one season like it just it's amazing what you see from a guy like Perriman and, and you wish him nothing but the best because he's he's evolved into a leader especially for the Raiders but let us know what you guys think make sure you guys like and subscribe down below leave a like and a comment it helps people find the show we greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get you guys are all truthfully awesome and we love every single one of you two caveats number one 
uh, we will not be doing any videos for um, Christmas Eve or Christmas. Uh, you guys need to go spend time with your families. Enjoy your time with your families. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And thank you guys for uh, all the support. Caveat number two, in the description down below, you'll find all of our social media platforms uh, down in the description below. So give us a like and a follow there. Also, check out our website at thesportsbreedpodcast.com. Give us a listen and sub on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. And then finally, let us know what you guys think about Denzel Perriman evolving into a leader for the Raiders. It's a common saying, or at least the idea of it is, is, you know, you build for the future through the draft, you bring in players, and you try to just build for the future. It's totally understandable. And honestly, it is exactly what the Miami Dolphins did in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. Um, you know, they went in and got a guy by the name of Jalen Waddle, who maybe you've heard of him. You know, he played with Tua uh, back in college at Alabama, but topic for another day. You also get a guy in round one of a guy by the name of Jalen Phillips, a defensive end out of Miami. I believe he also played for Notre Dame. And if you just watch a little bit of tape on Jalen Phillips, you know why they they selected this man. Because he is a monster. Absolute monster. So we're grading the uh, Dolphins 21, 21 first round picks because we feel like they have had an immediate, huge, monumental impact. I'm sorry for singing, but I just felt like I had to get that out there because their impact has been huge for the Dolphins this year, who, by the way, are now surging and find themselves maybe in position for a playoff win or a playoff berth, excuse me. Maybe. We don't know. We'll have to see. I'll promise no more singing this time, but I will say uh, that my enthusiasm uh, does it's going to go above and beyond, especially for these uh, Dolphins draft picks. Now, again, you go and get a guy by the name of Jalen Waddle in the first round. Let's go ahead and just kind of take a look at the year he's had. So 13 games, 13 starts, 86 catches, 849 yards, and four touchdowns, the longest uh, of 57 yards. And now you also look at that, that thing where it says uh, he just – uh, you also look at the thing, excuse me, where it says that 51st downs. You can just see that Jalen Waddle and – Tua Tagovailoa, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, they, honestly, they have a, a special rapport, and I think that is something you're definitely seeing with those two. Um, and again, I understand that it comes down to the fact that uh, they played in college together, but they've already established a special relationship, or at least, um, you know, they're, they're, they're putting something together in the NFL, and you absolutely love to see it. Now, I'm not sure. Uh, I believe he was uh, out for their the, the Dolphins' latest win, I believe, against the Jets, but, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, he can make a speedy comeback. Either that, I just didn't see him get the ball a lot so maybe he wasn't out maybe i could be completely off here but so far in year one you really like what you see from a guy um like Jalen Waddle and has had a big impact on that offense. I just, it feels more explosive when he's in there and it's very easy to see. So, um, you know, Jalen uh, Waddle is going to be a guy that you can see that he's going to have a very special relationship with, uh, with Tua Tagovailoa. Now they've got to go out and get some other pieces on the offensive line, but overall you're really, really encouraged uh, by with what you see from just their first overall selection in this, uh, in, in the 2021 NFL draft here. And then now we're going to go over to the second first round pick uh, in uh, Jalen Phillips here. Um, you know, and I think when you take a look at his tape, especially in college, you look at a guy that just, he just makes plays. He's just an animal, goes out and does his thing. And he's a fantastic football player. And you have seen it so far, uh, has played in a total of 14 games, including four starts, has a pass defense, um, but has eight and a half sacks. I, I feel like you're seeing more of his role just get bigger and bigger. Yes, he is a pass rushing guy, but he's just, he's just an athletic freak, uh, length, size, speed, all of what you want in a guy that just goes out and gets it. 
absolutely goes out and gets it. I believe him and Greg Rousseau were a big reason as to why, or at least, uh, you know, uh, that Miami was was uh, just tough last year in the D-line. So, you know, overall, uh, you really like what you see from a guy like Jalen Phillips, and you expect nothing but the best for him moving forward because, again, a guy that's appeared in all those games but just has not uh, – if we're being honest, like he just hasn't been sports starting as much, but he is making a name for himself. He is getting his opportunities, and he is making the most of them. And again, these two players, in my mind, are a big reason as to why the, the Dolphins are what uh, have won a ton of games uh, so far. I mean, I think we did a video about them how they're catching fire. And honestly, the Dolphins, uh, you know, with the remainders of their season, I, I think that you know they have a chance to be able to fight for the playoffs. I absolutely believe that. And I think moving forward, the Dolphins have to find a way to put it together here. You got a game against the Saints and. And then the Titans um, as well, which the Titans are a tough team. And then finally, you got to you end the season against the Patriots. You know, so uh, it, another thing is the AFC uh, North, uh, or excuse me, the AFC East is pretty really competitive right now. You, again, you got the Patriots at nine and five, the Bills at eight and six, and then the then the Dolphins at seven and seven. So I mean, one slip up from the Bills here, and we could uh, we could see something. But the Dolphins have won six in a row, um, and things are just getting together. And I think it, again, it is because of you know the reason that the Dolphins are getting things together. Excuse me, we went back to uh, Jalen Waddle there. We apologize. Uh, you know, that we're still getting the hang of our new system here, but you know, when we come, when it comes down to it, the, the Dolphins are doing a fantastic job uh, of incorporating their young talent and finding a way to get them done. But, you know, grading these first two uh, draft picks of the 2021 NFL draft, easy A for both on both. Um, but I mean, they both have had huge impacts for the Dolphins. And, you know, we're going to continue to take a look at these teams that um, have drafted guys in the first round that just are making huge impacts or paying dividends right away for their respective teams. So we think uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen and Jalen, Jane, Jay, uh, I'll stop with the nicknames, but Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips have had, had huge impacts for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but let us know what you guys think about our grades. A and A, it's not that hard. Uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. Um, we're great appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get you guys are all truthfully awesome and we love every single one of you check out our website at the sportsfreepodcast.com in the description down below you'll find all of our social media platforms so give us a like and a follow there you'll also find a link to our itunes so make sure you guys give us a, a listen there and sub and we would greatly appreciate it and then finally if you have anything else you'd like us to cover send us an email at the sportsbp at yahoo.com or put it in the comment section down below and we would be glad to cover it. but let us know what you guys think about Jalen and Jalen getting it done for the Miami Dolphins. This Vikings defense has been frustrating, like to the point of insanity. Insanity because we know they have all the talent. We have they have a lot of talent that they have brought in. We got we talk about guys like Michael Pierce. We talk about guys like Dalvin Tomlinson. Like. Then they still had before the season, you know, Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin, DJ Wanham, Eric Kendricks, Armand Watts, everybody. That looked like they were going to make some noise. But it's gotten to the point where things are just, like I said, are very frustrating because this defense has not played up to its potential for pretty much the entire season, especially in the two-minute situations. Now, there's been spurts. There have been spurts. Um, and there have been minor statistical uh, qualities that this team or this defense have done uh, that it's a positive and you know overall this defense has definitely not been playing up to way it to the way it has in years past but one statistical category that is playing up to is sacks that's right so far leading the NFL in sacks through what is this week 15 I mean if you would have told me that the Vikings were going to lead the NFL in sacks in you know through week 15 like uh, all the way up to that point like 
I'd believe you, but I wouldn't believe how they were doing it, uh, how you would have told me that they were doing it right now. Let's take a look at it right now. So you look at Daniil Hunter, who played in, what, seven games and had six sacks before he went out with that peck injury. Yikes, hopefully for a speedy recovery. Hopefully he's back on the Vikings next year. Also, DJ Wanham, uh, second on the team or tied for the team lead in sacks with six. Um, had three sacks. Now, again, this is a little bit tainted by uh, last night's, like, just monster game against the Bears. Three sacks there, so um, really played lights out. He has been coming into his own, and I'm really excited to see what he's going to continue to do for the Vikings. Eric Kendricks there um, also has five sacks in the season, a career high, over 120 tackles this year. Um, think he should have made the Pro Bowl. think he should definitely make the Pro Bowl. I don't know what's going on with this league anymore, but Eric Kendricks has been one of the best linebackers in the NFL for a long time, and it's just it's just disrespectful. It's absolutely disrespectful. Uh, then obviously uh, you got Armand Watts there has five sacks on the year. He has had a heck of a like a, a career resurgence this year. Like last, you know, his first year in the NFL, he was disruptive. Like they just weren't given the time of day. Last year it was rough, but kind of like every every defensive tackle on the Vikings, including Shamar Stefan, was ugh, yeah not great. Plus Michael Pierce opted out, so that was rough. But now you have a guy like. Harmon Watts that, I mean, I think he's going to be a starter moving forward. Like, you see him being able to stop the run. He's able to get on and uh, get under there as far as the pass as well. Um, and I'm very encouraged by his future. I think he's going to be a very solid defensive tackle for the Vikings moving forward, especially in the pass game. Um, then you have Everson Griffin also there um, with five sacks. Now, I know he's out of football right now, but it's been, it, it was, while Daniil was out, it was really refreshing to see the Vikings still had a defensive tackle that could get after it i mean this man he just he's always been able to get after it. love everson griffin egref uh, everything that he's ever done for the vikings he's all-time vikings legends it's not even a debate um then you go to harrison smith harrison smith is in my mind he is a first team all pro you know should be a first ballot hall of famer but i don't know how that's gonna go because you know it only counts for you know uh what is it all pro teams and blah 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 like it's like this man has earned it from the time he has been in the NFL. He's just, he's, the entire defense is different when he is on the field. Um, even though Cameron Bynum did a great job of, of showing that's not exactly the case. But, you know, uh, and I think the Vikings might have a potential for, um, uh, replacement for Harrison in the future, but we'll get into that in just a second. But overall, Harrison Smith, easily a Vikings all-time great. Easily, in my mind, also a Hall of Famer. I, I think he deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not even close in this regard. So definitely um, really pleased with what we've seen with Harrison. Now, he has been um the harrison that we've um known and loved um in every capacity now there's more years that he's been more disruptive uh, more uh, more of a ball hawking safety but he's still getting it done he's he's tough to throw and he's in the box he's just everywhere he's just a jackknife for the vikings like he's just a utility knife they will use him everywhere and it doesn't matter because he's just a bad bad man um then you also got michael pierce um he has played in a total of seven games uh this year has started seven as well has three sacks this year and you know, I just think that he is, in my mind, has been playing very well. And, um, you know, when he's in, he does play hard. Um, and I think you've also seen, especially over these last couple games, you see him really play well against the run and just do his thing. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really glad to see him come this far and uh, be able to come to the Vikings uh, after opting out in the first year. And I think he's been disruptive at times. And other times, I'm just kind of questioning what I'm seeing. But overall, I've really liked what I've seen from Michael Pierce. Hopefully, the Vikings keep him around long term. We'll have to see what kind of happens there. About three sacks on the year for Michael Pierce. Sheldon Richardson uh, down the list now, two and a half sacks. Like, the thing with Sheldon Richardson is I just, ever since he was with the Vikings back in, what was it, 2018 when they were like, uh, the year before they made the playoffs, like, it was just 
You love Sheldon Richardson. You just, you absolutely love Sheldon Richardson. He just brings it every single time. And you can tell he is like growing into that role as a defensive end. He's just different. Like he is playing different than he ever has in his career. Like he's playing completely out of position, um, playing that defensive end spot at times and also going in on the inside as well. He's just, he's amazing. I love Sheldon Richardson. I think the Vikings should uh, let him retire with them maybe another year or two or whatever. But, you know, you love what you see from a guy like him. I think he's going to continue to be, um, one of those guys you build that defense on, or at least from a leadership perspective, he he can still bring it. You saw what he did uh, getting that fumble last night as well, and I love that when he went over to Zimmer and just told him, hey, you need to challenge this because that's what leaders do. That's what leaders do, and that's exactly what Sheldon Richardson is. Um, Blake Lynch. Now, caveat here, Blake Lynch did get a couple sacks, um, and from my recollection, I believe it was like against the Cowboys or something. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but two sacks ran in a row. Cowboys, Panthers, I don't remember who it was right off the top of my head, but two sacks in a row that game. And, you know, Blake Lynch is a guy that – Super athletic, super amazing, and I think he can do a lot for this defense. Uh, excuse me, yeah, don't you hate timers? Um, but I, he's a guy that just does so much for your defense, and I think it's, um, I, I think really what it is is the fact that he's he's uber athletic. He's tall, uh, you know, six two, six three, whatever he is, uh, can fly around. I think he can make a lot of plays for your defense, um, and I think he's just a lot of fun to watch. And I think he's going to bring a lot to this Vikings defense moving forward. And then you got Delvin Tomlinson. Now, Delvin Tomlinson, I think, is the better pass rusher between uh, Michael Pierce and obviously him uh, out of the two big boys in the middle. But you know, only has a sack and a half this year. But there, make no mistake, this man has been disruptive. He has been uh, uh, he's been a warrior for the Vikings this year. And you absolutely love to see it he's just a, he's a warrior you love it um xavier woods has a sack this year as well you know i think they might move on from xavier woods in the offseason but i'm still encouraged by what i've seen he's got a sack this year playing very well for him um nick vigil again times there are times where like nick vigil looks great and then there are times i'm i'm, I'm left scratching my head and i think that goes for a lot of well that pretty much goes for the entire vikings defense this year so yeah so nick vigil is the epitome of the vikings defense all right that makes sense um and now we're going to go into um a guy by the name of Ken Cameron Bynum, who we mentioned earlier, had a sack this year, also had a pick uh, playing in a couple of starts for Harrison Smith. I love Cameron Bynum. I think the Vikings have found themselves a guy that can step in um, after it's all said and done with Harrison Smith and just put him in as the starting safety because um, and it may be, I mean, I mean, uh, if we're going to be crazy here, I think Harrison Smith might even be, be traded. I hope not. We'll see. Um, and you could get a guy like Cameron Bynum in there and just making plays and doing this thing. Um, James Lynch. Man, the meaty boy in the middle has a sack this year as well. Um, a guy that is just, he's pretty solid in the run game and can also get it done against the pass. Not super flashy, but you love what you see. All heart and hustle, that guy, you just, he brings it every single snap and you just love it because you need defensive players like that to be able to, uh, to, be able to bring it every single snap. And that's exactly what James Lynch does. Also, uh, Anthony Barr and uh, Kenny Willekes both have sacks, or half a sack, excuse me. Um, you know, Kelly, Kenny Willekes, there are just times you watch him, and it's just like you see what Andre Patterson is talking about, and you absolutely love it. And Anthony Barr, the veteran, the, the stone-cold veteran, uh, playing it in um, eight games and started all eight this year, by the way. And, you know, you just love it because this this entire list here, you got the, the team that has combined for 44 sacks, um, you know, it's it's just a fa fantastic. You love what you see from the Vikings. And, you know, I think moving forward, the Vikings are going to have to continue to get pressure on the quarterback. They're going to have to continue to bring down the quarterback. And because I think that's going to be the way that this this defense, you know, stays off the field is getting sacks, getting pressure, um, forcing bad throws, getting some turnovers. And I think, you know, they're, they're not the number one defense like they were in 2017 or in, uh, as good as they were in 2018 or 2019. But they are still a good defense that I think once they can get pressure on the quarterback and they can get some things done 
watch out. Watch out. This defense is still getting it done, but they are getting after the quarterback this year, leading the NFL through week 15. You absolutely love to see it and hope it continues because the Vikings surely, surely, surely need it um, for, you know, they've got some secondaries, uh, some secondary issues. St- struggle at times against the run game too, but, you know, you love seeing a team like this being able to get pressure on the quarterback. From a year ago, it is a pleasant surprise because last year they couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. It was just like, I mean, Yep, this quarterback's got forever. Okay, he's going to pick apart the Vikings. But now, that's not the case this year. The Vikings are coming every single play. Whatever it is, Mike Zimmer's drawn up, it doesn't matter. It's just a lot of fun to watch. But let us know what you guys think. Make sure you guys like and subscribe down below. Leave a like and a comment. It helps people find the show. We greatly appreciate all the support that we've gotten and continue to get, and we love every single one of you. In the description down below, you'll find a couple things. Number one, you'll find our link to our website. Check out our website at thesportsbreepodcast.com. Also in the description down below, make sure you guys give us a like and a follow. We'd great. Uh, greatly appreciate it on all of our social media platforms uh also give us a sub and listen on itunes and uh finally if you have anything you'd like us to cover make sure you send us an email at the sports bp at yahoo.com or put in the comment section down below and we would be glad and love to cover it but let us know what you guys think about the minnesota vikings defense getting after the quarterback